Guitar Stories Podcast, your number one show for everything guitar. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Guitar Stories, episode number 75. And I'm going to reach out and actually touch Dan. Hello, Dan. Hello. <laughs> and sorry, we should have gone via Jen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're joined by Jen Majura right from the top of the show. Hello, Jen. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. It's great Again, to have right? You. It's Again, my second yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah, we did a, a live stream earlier auf Deutsch. And Andy did so great. He did fantastic. Yeah, and people were surprised that he actually talks German. <laughs> and he could actually speak German words and it makes sense. It's not just blah, 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 Yeah, it was coherent. It, it was just, amazing. It just, for me, it was like I came at the end of the tunnel. I was like, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> but we um, made a break and uh, had some dinner. And now we're back for the Guitar Series podcast. Yeah, we have some picks of the week of gear. Again, slightly different. Unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> Unexpected gear picks this week. Let's say hello to some people in the chat before we, we dive into it. Hello, Valeria, of course. Hi, Val. Hello, Poon Ninja. Hello, hello, Sarang. Hello, Mikhail. Mikhail, thank you for the super chat. Your question will be answered very soon. I think you're going to pop off. Uh, <laughs> Maria and Lucas. And we will, of course, say hello to others. I have it on my phone this week because we can't reach and, and press buttons because we're all... In the same room. I don't believe it, Dan. Yep. That's oh, a amazing. first. That's a first, yeah. So cool. I mean, we've been we've done something some sort of thing at uh, Henning's event last week. We did the crossover with sixty cycle ham that yeah. nobody watched. We did the <laughs> first episode um, right. on the plane on the way to Nam in yep. 2020. 20. Yeah. And now we've got an episode seventy five, three quarters of a century. Yep. I don't think we can have a better three quarters of a century show with Jen Majura, our friend and, and colleague. And yeah. Okay. Well, I know you will have plenty of questions for Jen. Please keep them and keep them for a little bit because we're going to do gear picks. We're going to do uh, guitar news. We're going to talk about uh, a certain concert we all went to the other night. Absolutely. But first, um, I have a question for Jen. And that is for me. Yeah, I have a question okay. for you. Jen, I want to talk about your recent departure from the band Evanescence. I want to ask, how are you doing? Oh, that's nice. Um, that's a tricky question to answer these days, to be honest. Um, considering the fact that I feel like I had the best day of my life, one of the best days of my life yesterday. Um, but I'm, you know, time heals all the wounds. That's what they say, and I believe in that. And I think it does. I'm I'm doing okay. I'm really doing okay. Um, and I'm fascinated. I'm I'm really I'm just fascinated because a huge amount of people like reached out via comments, via text messages, emails. I received so much support and love and understanding that really warms my heart and makes me so happy. And there's this tiny little one percentage. That's very interesting. Um, for example, I received messages like, can I say fuck on this channel? Yes. Of okay. So they said like, <laughs> Majora, go fuck off and die. We never wanted you in the first place in this band. And you know what? It would be really interesting to get like a psychological profile of one of these weirdos because, <laughs> no, I mean, look at it. Yeah. I am no longer part of your ultimate favorite band. That's yeah. a given. Why should I be dead? Yeah, Shouldn't sense. you be happy? Shouldn't you be dancing, throwing parties, be like, yay, finally. So I don't understand that. 
I really don't. Oh, and the uh, the very opinionated ones, like you know, it's so much gossip out there, and <laughs> the ones that go like, "I know what happened." Listen to me, people. I know the truth. And I'm kind of like, do you? Huh, interesting. Who are you again? <laughs> it's just like a lot of opinions out there. And I see all these comments. And I mean, I had a beautiful time. I had beautiful six years. I carry wonderful memories. I mean, I, I went to Japan, Australia, South America. It was fantastic. So it was a business decision. And why would a business decision turn me or any other person into like an evil human being? Yep. People around me, like some people around me are like, oh, you must be so frustrated and angry. And honestly, I'm not. People, I'm not angry. Um, life is too short. To, life is way too short to waste it with anger, grief, negativity, you know. And I've, I think we live in a world nowadays with real issues, you know, like like the climate change, like pollution in the oceans, the horrible thing that's going on in Ukraine, that stuff you should talk about and find solutions for. Um, oh, and and of course, the people that go like, stop playing the victim. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I'm not playing anything. Well, I play guitar, <laughs> but... Beautiful guitars. I, I don't see anything wrong with owning your emotions and be honest about how you feel. Of course, I'm not happy. I can't sit here and go like, yay, this is such, so great. Of course, I'm not happy, but I don't really try to play any victim role or anything. I'm just saying that I'm not happy about it. That's all. And I believe, honestly, if if I can move on in peace and with dignity, I believe that this little tiny percentage of people can do that too. It might just take a little bit longer for them to understand and realize that they can. So all together, I'm doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is good to hear. And um, I'm glad that we've talked about that. And I know I speak for everybody that's in the live chat and I'll speak for you as well if I may, Dan, but we love you. And there is nothing but love from everybody that's uh, surrounded by us at the moment. Stop and it. You make me cry. Stop it. I can't be crying on this live. That's all there is to say, Jim. We love you. And, we, you. and we are very happy that you are here with us. <laughs> Thank you for having me. And, uh, yeah, now you, get, you talk because I'm starting to cry. This is so we embarrassing. Well, <laughs> let's, let's talk about, before we do the gear picks, let's talk about, you said you had the one of the best days of your life yesterday. Oh, absolutely. Let's... <laughs> yes. <laughs> You, yeah, get, you get two, for sure. <laughs> oh, God. Um, we'll just hint at what that was, because I really want to go into that deep later when we talk to you after the gear picks. But we went to a show. Dan, do you want to, do you want to tell everybody yes. what show we went to? Because you organized it, and thank you so much thank you for so much. inviting welcome. us. You're welcome. Thanks you all to, to uh, Mike and Steve Weiss team, because we were able to attend the show in Nuremberg, a Steve Weiss show. Inviolate um, tour. I think uh, you know his whole band and, and Steve himself. They're very, you know, they had itchy feet and wanted to go on the road, and you know, COVID kind of, you know, prevented them from actually going out and play their music. So it was great to have them back. Um, we were at Hirsch in Nuremberg. It was crowded. Um, Steve delivered a amazing performance. We saw great guitars. We had a, a, a backstage tour where his guitar techs 
<laughs> great dudes by the way doug and and dante when they where they showed us the guitars he's playing and thomas nordic was there it was just like it was almost like family affair coming back you know for jen it was the 20th like 20, oh, the 20th, 20th time and the 20th steve by show yes yeah, yeah and probably the best absolutely the best <laughs> so see you gotta you gotta attend 19 shows and then the 20 that's like the pinnacle that's gonna be it the yeah, one show no i had a fabulous time <laughs> i didn't expect when i woke up yesterday morning i didn't expect even a 10th percentage of how the day <laughs> turned out <Yeah. laughs> it's just like crazy yeah. it was it was a great show it was a good show well, to keep them hanging on a little bit longer, to make sure I'm not—I know you're not going to tune out or anything—but we're not going to talk all of that the show later because there's some massive high points that I want to go into about the show. So we'll we'll do that thing where we make them wait later, you know, and, and they can make it oh. wait a bit longer. Uh -huh. so that, that's what's called so, a tease. So mean. Okay. Uh, yeah. Tease. All right. Um, <laughs> well, I'm Lauren. Let's say a big thank you to Jason Velch for a ten-dollar super chat. Um, How consider can you this... even read that? It's so far away. He's like an eagle eye, consider right? Consider this a down payment for the poon for poon ninja, so you can get that pia <laughs> behind Dan. <laughs> oh wow! That, that pia is not for sale. That one is not for sale. That is my baby. We'll we'll, we'll go into that one. You're gonna need a lot more than ten dollars, Jason. Thank you so much. But, um, <laughs> but that's a mere uh, drop in the ocean. Um, <laughs> nice try, by the way. <laughs> I think we're going to skip guitar news because I think that when we got all three of us in the room, especially with Jen, there's far more interesting things to talk about than guitar news, even though saying that I haven't checked the guitar news and maybe something massive happened this week. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, guitars have gone up sales 300%. Everybody's got a guitar now. Um, but I do want to do the gear picks because from a personal point of view, I have no idea what Jen has, has picked and she's got it with her. So I want to know. So I, I can't hold this in any longer, but I'm going to make you go last because they're excited. Oh, okay. That's, they call that teasing, right? Yes. He, he, he gets he, to learn so much from you. It's, yeah, it's, I, I'm, I need oh, to make yeah, notes. Yeah, yeah. I've also got, um, I got the notes here as well. So, uh, okay. So first gear pick, I'll take the first gear pick because okay. I'm the only one with a graphic. Okay. Would you mind, Dan, we have a mouse over there by the camera. So you're going to see, see big Dan now. <laughs> This is this is the real size Dan, and if you see the top of the screen, Dan, <laughs> can you see the tab that says graphics? Yes. You click that, okay. and then, uh, yeah, just wait a second. Let me let me build it up. Right, um, Jen. <clears throat> yes. One of my favorite pedals, one, not not an always on, but an always in my rig pedal. Is the Miku pedal. Is the Miku? It's the basis of my sound, <laughs> um, next to the fart pedal. <laughs> Which actually recently have arrived, by the way. It's finally in my house. Sorry. The, one, of the, one of the mainstays <laughs> of my rig has always been the Flint Reverb and Tremolo from Strymon. Mm -hmm. And Strymon have announced, Dan, a V2 of some of their pedals. The Strymon Flint V2. And I'm super excited. Now, as, I, as you've just said, I have the V1. So I absolutely do not need this. But... It has USB and stuff and, and things that maybe I need. It's got MIDI. Um, it's coming in at 349 euro pounds, which is... What? what? Whoa, that's yeah. steep. That's steep. Which is, what, 400 euros? Well, if it's... Yeah. yeah, so um, I don't know why you left because you've got to go turn it off again. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Okay, cool. Well, they can't... You can, can you see us? Yeah, hello. There we are. Um, yeah, the Strymon <laughs> Flint V2. It's 349 pounds. 
it's got all kinds of bells and whistles. What I will say is what's going to happen now is that V1s are going to come down in price. And that's, that's why the great. V2 is yeah. my gear pick of the week. So you're actually not picking the actual product. You just pick it because then the predecessor will be... Yes, and I need another flint more, for, more another, for another board. You sneaky little sneaky bastard. Sneaky little fox. Right? Uh, Daniel Gecker, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, whoa. Um, <laughs> no, he was, he was good. Now he's removing the, the graphic. Um, I got to say, I have zero experience with the pedal. Right. Uh, but I've heard so much positive feedback about it from you and also from others that uh, it's kind of interesting to see. I, I still don't really have wrapped my head around the, the differences between both units. It's... Uh, MIDI, USB, yeah. new, new is better, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, like, really, like what you just mentioned, it's more like a little bit of a, a like icing on the cake, but it's not like kind of changing the substance so that will be interesting to see how much different it really come is when it comes down to to the the modulation effects um but apart from that like like you said it's always great to have new pedals and if the previous ones get more accessible for people so they can try out and get enthused about the old one that's cool but i don't really have a, like an opinion about that Gotta be honest in that case. What I will say is the three reverbs in it, mm -hmm. and less so, but still the three tremolos in it, mm -hmm. are all superb. Mm -hmm. So by having MIDI switching, if I was switching from a I don't know an '80s track to a blues track, I might want to switch the the reverb. Yeah. So that that's an advantage. But aside from that, I've picked it because the V1 will get cheaper. <laughs> are you using Are you using MIDI switching in your band? No, but I I could get into it. Okay. Yeah. Having tap danced for a while recently, I'm yeah. thinking, yeah, that that would be useful. It Jen? keeps it keeps you fit. You know, I have dancing. absolutely no opinion at all. <laughs> okay. Well, someone released a pedal. Reverb is very nice. Okay. Tremolo is really nice too. There we go. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I I can totally see that as some sort of like comment. Like they could, they could promote it like that, right? There we go. Official Jamajur comment. Me nice. too. Tremolo is nice too. <laughs> um, yeah. Although I, when I was when I was a kid and I had my first amp, I don't. It was a no-name brand. It was this very light box. I think like if you have like a combo amp and it's very light, it says a lot about its quality. So it was a shit show. This thing was a shit show, and it had nothing but reverb and tremolo on it. There was no distortion channel, nothing. It was just one clean channel. Plug your guitar in, you can play, and then you can make it sound as if you're standing. I don't know, in an empty arena. And you have a stutterer, like... <laughs> that was the only effects of this. Um, maybe that's why I'm like a little bit... Ah, yeah. It's cool, but... Eh. So I don't have an opinion. Is that okay? Do you have no uh, no need to have an opinion? That is an opinion in, unto yeah. itself. Because you had no opinion and he had no jingle. <laughs> I didn't have a jingle. Do you want to roll it now? Just for the sake of completion? Yeah, yeah go on then. I'll, I'll roll it. Right, yeah, yeah. Sorry for confusing you guys, but it's just, it's part of the show. I've right lost now. the mouse. There it is. And everything is new. Andy's pick of the week. Jamager in Germany. Nice. Hello. Um, <laughs> let's go for Dan's pick of the week. Dan's pick of the Oh, editing was never never easier than that. Having huh? your jingle and my jingle right next to each other, that will, that will be a breeze for the podcast. <laughs> That's why I do it. So my pick of the week, 
completely not gear related, but you will like it. So this week I found something very nice in one of the discount stores called Aldi in Germany. And this is called First Melodies from Baby Einstein. The manufacturer is Harpe. Yep, there you go. I love it. And what you can do with that is you can, uh, you know, have the kids. And I love my girls. I have two girls. I can have them experience the piano. And it's cool because you have various uh, melodies. But you have also different sounds. And the best part is you've got animal noises like who let the dogs out <laughs> or <laughs> the cats okay now Can let's I get try? yeah sure sure okay <clears throat> no Right. There you go. I, instantly I, I have no clue. Probably did it did a great job. I don't know. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's also capable of playing the most important melody, which is nope, not this one. What's <laughs> <laughs> happened every time he's tried it? No, no, no. I, I don't know how it's working. So okay. the, the most important melody is I'm so sorry. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Sorry. Or you can play the dog version of it, which makes it even more funny. No. Why do I see Chewbacca singing right now when you play with that sound? I don't know. It's just like <gasps> Chewbacca sings. There's an Chewbacca album. sings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chewbacca. Oh. I should write a song about that. If, if he if he's singing alone, is that a Chewbacca solo? <laughs> there you go. So my pick of the week, just for for the sake of, of, of fun, I love that to. That was good. To, it was funny. Yeah, I know. I know. No, that's just like the, it's God gave it to me. So, um, so I bought it for my kids, and I actually really like it. Like, really, just not just kidding, but um, having a toy made of wood that's not just a throwaway thing. You can actually play classical melodies. Um, that was my pick of the week because actually the week was pretty lame in terms of gear and I was sick of choosing another pedal. So I went with that. I hope you like it. And Sarang wants to know if you're trolling us. I'm not trolling you. That's my pick of the week because I bought that. 16, 16 euros, right? <laughs> I think like 16 euros. So if you go to Aldi well, and you want, want to have, even if it's like for a bachelor's party, that's a, that's a lot of fun. Jason says this is the kind of content that keeps me coming back. <laughs> sure. Oh, Sasha, will it chewy? <laughs> I love it. Um, can I ask about the audio, by the way? Is it okay? The audio is okay. I'm seeing some some yellowness in the meters. <laughs> Just let us know if we're clipping too much or not at all. Um, <laughs> we had some Fanta previously to the show, so very nice Fanta. Yeah, yeah. That's probably um, also reason for some of the picks. Yeah. All right, all right. I'm yeah. I'm 
extremely um, psyched to. Yeah, you want to do the, the, the gems? Yeah, because we have a jingle. Usually for guests, we don't have a jingle. Yep. And uh, we came up with a completely new and completely unused melody that nobody's ever heard before. So let's roll it. Fantastic. Thank you very much. You're that welcome. was fantastic. You're welcome. Fantastic. You're welcome. Did we pass the audition? Absolutely. <laughs> fantastic. We're the Never. band. This is Woo! amazing. <laughs> I know yeah. your ears are bleeding, but uh, yeah, we're looking forward to okay, so the week. Seriously, what is it? You <laughs> really are dying to, yeah. because I teased them. Yeah. I said, well, I have it with me. What is it? Like, I'm not going to tell you. This is going to be a surprise. So it might be not a surprise when I when you know what it is. I know what it is. Uh, I know it was all. But I'm still happy. But it's so cool. Is it behind us? Behind us? No. My pier? Yeah. No. No. Okay. Oh, I don't know what it is. No, me neither. You thought the same, right? I thought it was the pier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Gentlemen. It's little nipples. Little nipples. Yeah. That's a band. So I don't know if you can see those. Can you? Should I take them to the camera? Yes, please. Show them. Because. Exactly. So here's a story. I had guitar. Focus. Focus. Oops. I had guitar strap locks. Um, you know, it's, for those who don't know, you put attach one part at the guitar and the other part at your guitar strap. And then you just like crack lock them so it's safe and your guitar doesn't fall on your big toe when you move around like crazy. So I was using those for <laughs> quite some years. Um, and then I realized the one show that I played 200 years ago, I was on the drum riser and I jumped down and it was my S470 DX and I jumped down and this thing on my guitar broke off. It's, it's metal, but it broke. So I landed on my feet and I held my guitar like this and was swinging to the left and to the right. And I said, I don't trust these anymore. So what I do is I use these little things that come, by the way, on German. Is there a specific name for those bottles? I don't drink beer, so I don't know. You know, the plop. But the plop thing. beer, when you when you open up a beer, it's like a <laughs> we, no, we actually, call, In English, plop. we call them the Grosch. Uh, How? Grosch. There's a, a Pills Grosch. Okay. Grosch is the brand like Budweiser or yeah. any other well-known And some beer. brands now started gluing them to okay. the bottle. Yeah. Okay. You can't get those off. Like I'm when I'm somewhere at like a Steve Vai concert, <laughs> I look on the table and I see a lot of those beer bottles with people that drink those beers. And I'm like, can I have your pimple? <laughs> pimple, whatever you want to call these. I don't know. Okay. And I always get them and take them with me. And then... What you do is you attach your guitar strap to your guitar and to secure the guitar strap, you simply put that little thing that comes for free on every beer bottle that plops and you will never, ever... Snap lock. Snap lock? Yeah. I don't know. Like on a guitar case kind of thing? I don't know. Anyways. But that's my pick of the week because I've been doing this for quite a while, but just yesterday I got these new ones and I'm very happy and excited about this. Is that okay? Of course. I mean, 
in theory, it's not necessarily a pick of the week because they've they've been around for. I know, but I picked decades. them yesterday. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. I mean, we'll make our own rules. Okay, okay. So we'll we'll I know how this is going to go when we buy a bowl or a burn, and I'm I'm fine to accept the lose, and I'm fine that Jen is going to win just because of the way that, <laughs> that the chat is organized tonight. But little if, red nipple said, "Come on, beer bottles, come on." That sounds like a song title. Just saying. Okay. Little red nipples. I've said it now. It's out of my head. Good. Right. Um. All right. Uh, I'm dying to hear what uh, what the people in the chat think. Buy, borrow, burn. Should we? Do you want to? Do, I, I'll do it. Hang on. Big Andy. I borrow or burn. My jam junior. I love them. Thank you. Exactly. So buy, borrow, or burn. Apparently, if you're writing the word nipples in the chat, you're getting your your comments are getting held for review. So so chill out with the nipple talk, okay? That's your fault, Majora. Sorry. Um, so uh, I never know how we do this, even though we do it every week. We have to guess for yeah. one another, correct? Whether someone would buy one of those pieces of gear, someone would borrow one of those pieces of gear, and someone would burn one of those pieces of gear. We're not really burning it, so don't. So just chill out, okay? Don't get upset, especially if you're, if you're from a brand or something like that. You know who you are. <laughs> um, so then what happens is I, I, I'll guess for Dan. Okay, fair enough. And then we'll take it from there. Wait. Well, I'll guess for, my... for, for Jen and Jen for you. All right. But my item can't be bought because it comes for free when you drink a beer. Yeah, you can not buy my beer problem. Bottle. There you know. Not go. my problem. Okay. It's actually strategic advantage. It is strategic, yeah, isn't it? It's yeah. very cheap. Yeah. Um, also, whilst we're doing this, please leave your choices of which piece of gear you would buy, borrow, or burn. Sorry, buy, borrow, or burn. Thank you all. Um, in, uh, in the chat, and we'll read them out. I think Dan would buy the cat piano. I did. I think he'd Borrow the strap locks because technically you borrow them from people from the brewery. I think he'd burn the the Strymon pedals. Mm, nope, I borrowed the Strymon from you because apparently I don't have experience with that. And I'd be intrigued since you said it's such a great pedal, and a lot of other people say it's a great pedal. And now there's even version two, which you know from a managerial standpoint definitely uh, makes it a a sales success. I would I would love to try it. And I actually, brought his Beatronics pedal, so I hope I get a chance to try that. The zombie, yeah. Um, zombie. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I'll, probably, I'll probably burn... I'll drink the beer and just burn the bottle with, with the snappy kind of thingies, the nipples. It's a great idea, but, uh, you know, I just don't use them. You know? just Because on the Ibanez guitars, usually you already have larger strap pins. So the strap will actually hold. May even... I just, yeah, but may I just say, if you use a strap for a long time and it's really, of course, it of doesn't course. work. I guarantee the longer you have it, the more saggy it gets. Again, absolutely, I agree. All right, I agree, but still, it's my pick. So, <laughs> <laughs> so okay. So can we nail that down? So you would buy the piano, borrow the flint, and then burn the nipples. The nipples. All right. You called it. You said I'm it. Sorry. Yeah. You're jogging. You sometimes burn is it the my nipples. My turn now. Uh, yeah. It you is your turn. Andy, and I, and I guess for you. Okay. So what for both of you, right? But you I... guess what I would do. Oh. Yeah. 
Okay. He did just for me. Okay. It's not. It's so not that easy. See, it's damn. not easy. I, yeah. I get it wrong every week, and it's okay, good to know so it's not just me. I am going inside <laughs> of your head right now. Yeah. Inside the throne. You, as a pedal freak, you would totally buy the pedal. Right. Right. Don't fall asleep because I'm massaging your head. <laughs> um, the little toy thing. You're goofy enough to buy it and use it. So I would say you would buy that too. Ooh. I can't buy the pedal and the piano, Jen. It's but one, I, one it's, or the other. It's hard. Okay, so then you would probably borrow this and burn the nipples. So you're saying buy the pedal, borrow the piano, burn the nipples. Everybody's burning nipples. This is going to be like the major headline of this whole oh, yeah. episode. Well, episode will be something else. Oh my god! Burning nipples. Yeah, there you go. Featuring Jen Majora. There you Perfect. Go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I can totally see the guitar world uh, headline: burning nipples. Jen well, I, I, the, the people in the chat are having a good time. That's all we're here for: to entertain <laughs> and uh, and borrow your time. Um, Jen, I'm afraid that I would buy the piano. Really? Yes, one hundred percent. Buy that piano. I need. I need a cat Star Wars piano. <laughs> and in fact, I may not leave Germany without having purchased one. <laughs> um, I would. Th th that's the simple, easy, clear cut. That's always easy. When there's one that stands out, I know that's the answer. The other two is difficult. But I would. I can't believe it. I'm, I would borrow the nipples and burn the, <laughs> the pedal. I burn my own choice. <laughs> I, I can remember a lot of times that this happened. And actually, I find it pretty interesting that I'm about to win with that child piano. I love the quirkiness. And goofy yeah. was exactly yeah. the right yeah. word. Yeah, that's right. And I love the fact that you it's a bit unpredictable. Like you press the button. Oh, no, it just goes off on demo mode. <laughs> it gives you applause. Yeah. Of course, that, anything that, that gives me applause. That, yeah, my yeah. ego loves that. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone should have a round of applause every now and then, right? Mm. Yeah. Okay. So you've got one right out of three, which is pretty good. Okay. Now Dan has to guess for you what right. you would do. She would buy a bottle of beer, drink it, and I don't keep, drink beer. You've give it wrong. Give it away to Andy and just keep the nipples. You would borrow the piano just to have Cookie jump on it and play various melodies, some random melodies. Doop, 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 doop. Beep beep. And you burn the pedal because you don't use pedals anyways, right? Perfect. Yes. You were, I'll make it short, you were 100% right. I know you were. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes the piano a winner. Hang on, hang week. on, hang on. We haven't gone to the chat yet. Okay. In the room, it's the winner, but let's go to the chat. And frankly, they're far more um, well-behaved than we are. So uh, let's go for it. So Andrew Bimson would buy the beer, borrow the piano off my daughter, burn the flint. Nice. There. Michael Lerner would buy the Aldi toy instrument, borrow the rubber nib in Jen's style, and burn the Strymon because Jen's and Dan's pick of the week was something out of the box. Ooh. Wait till next week, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> that, that box will be a speck of dust to me. Oh, boy. We had synthesizers in the show. <laughs> even We even went way out of the box and had basses on the show. What else should we pick, right? Uh, Max E would buy Dan's piano, borrow Jen's, and burn the piano pedal. 
Can't say this fault. stuff. I said it. It's my own fault. <laughs> I'm not reading it out. Sorry. I'm on... yeah, we're yeah. actually quite tired because we were up late last night. So hence the, the funny chat. It comes alive. Burn that piano. <laughs> Burn that piano. <laughs> Gary O'Neill would buy the beer nips, which I think is a great brand name. Beer nips. Yeah. Gemma George beer nips. There we go. Borrow Dan's piano and burn the flint. Okay, everybody's burnt the flint so far. That's fair. <laughs> Sorry, Strymon. I mean, just to defend the pedal for a minute, it is phenomenal, but mm-hmm. it is a lot of money these days. Oh yeah, it's super expensive. I mean, we learned from from Beatronics that there's a you know a group of customers that are open to paying mm-hmm. that amount of money, but I don't know, like the Beatronics, it's goofy. It has that kind of graphic creative. on it. It's very yeah, that's very artsy as well. And, uh, you know, the Flint is more or less like a, a mass-produced kind of thing, mm. you know, successor of a... a I think it's product. the least interesting because it's of, of pedals. It just, just sort of sits under your sound yeah. or envelops your sound. I also got to say, like, there are so many great pedals being released lately with uh, the Keeley, Halo. Yeah. We had the Multiverse, yeah. the Wampler. I mean, the timing is a little bit tricky at the moment. But it's a Strymon, so those Strymon fan people are going to lap it up. Nom nom nom, nom nom nom. <laughs> uh, lastly, but never leastly, Valeria would buy the red nipples. She says you're brilliant. Uh, borrow that toy just because you don't want to make Dan feel bad this week because I burned his pedal last week and burn the flint and also marry Jen's Pia. Nice. You know what? I think also the flint is probably a super practitioner machine. This is a super practitioner machine. Yeah. Gosh, gosh, darn it. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you for playing by Burn with us, Jamajura. <laughs> and thank you for inviting the word nipples to the show Sorry. 25 <laughs> times. So Actually, I, I, I said pimples. Like pimples. I, 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 I don't want to argue with you because we're friends, but I do believe you said nipples first. <laughs> then you went on to pimples later. Well, <laughs> and I find pimples more offensive than nipples, to be honest. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. But not pimples, but pimples. 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 I don't okay. know. That word doesn't even exist. Anyway. Right. Um, if you have any questions for Jen, now is the time to throw them in the chat. I will put them in a little mental box and we will riff off them later. But now we're going to talk Steve Vai concert. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Who wants to start? I would like to start, if I may. Because it was Andy's first Steve Vai concert. Can you even believe that? You lost your virginity. Two in one show. Thank you. Um, may I explain that by saying that I came, I came into music for the love of music from a totally different place. The it's place not for that makes love of music. It's for the love of God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, it made Django earlier. Um, I came into music through through the band Nirvana and grunge and music that was accessible to me as a person that thought I would never be able to play guitar. I was the guy, the, the kid that had the tennis racket, but never, I didn't make the connection between being able to play a guitar and picking up a guitar for the first time. I, I, I thought I would never learn. It was so on a pedestal for me um, because I grew up with Brian May as, as a hero. So then when Nirvana and grunge came along, I found something accessible and I don't think you could be further from Vi than, than grunge, musically speaking. So, Vi's music was never on my radar, especially being instrumental. I didn't get it. And there were several artists that I didn't get for I didn't get Hendrix till I was in my early twenties. I didn't get Johnny Cash till I was in my thirties. All these classic artists that are renowned to be phenomenal. I just didn't get it. And I 
I like that I can be honest with myself and not pretend that I enjoyed that music and and I really didn't didn't move me. I watched Steve Vai play a song last night. I was stood at the concert on my own because I'm tall and I, I like to stand in a tall person's place, and I cried. Tears were rolling down my face, and I was not aware that they were rolling down my face. He had it was a combination of things, it was a combination of emotions of being at a concert. Firstly, seeing my friends um, having a wonderful day. You know, there was a backstage element to this. Then there was um, the graphic that was on the screen. It was of a baby being or a fetus coming out and then being born. Uh, and Steve's guitar tone. It was sort of violin sustaining. A neck pickup thick and warm and and then and it, but it but it was his note choice that was the i don't want to say icing on the cake but that was the the catalyst for this mm. emotion i think and i was crying at a concert uh yeah and my life changed genuinely i i've i felt fell out a little bit of love with guitar recently i felt like i've i've hit a hump a speed bump there's like everything kind of feels the same and then yesterday, something brand new and fresh and inspiring and at its core, beautiful, was introduced to my tiny little brain. And, um, and yeah. by the way, Gary O'Neill is asking, did he play Bad Horsey? Of course. Of course he did. Yes. It sounded great. Yeah. And he doesn't know. <laughs> you were asking, what song was that? What What's this song that? called? That's a great song. What's this one called? <laughs> so forgive me, Vi fans. Um, I am now hoping to join your ranks of, of lovely people. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I'm going to shut up for a little bit because that was truly life-changing. Did you have an all right time? Kind of, yeah. No, it was, like I said, it was uh, heartwarming to see how they welcomed us. It was a, a great show. It was a tricky venue, to be honest. Uh, Hirsch is, is, is kind of like the ceiling is very narrow, like very narrow and it's it's not the best venue when it comes to great bass and, and, and drum tone. I thought uh, the sound was really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. For that place, it was yeah. awesome. Uh, absolutely. And Steve's tone was great. Especially he he recently switched to Jesco Evo frets. And there were a couple moments. And last time I, I experienced that it was at a Bonamassa concert where he was playing and the rest of the band was almost completely quiet. And you could hear him like sc scratch on the frets. You know that? That it, was like, oh, it was silent, wasn't it? Correct. And it, it yeah. The guitar... Just the guitar stopped making a sound, and you could just hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was using it musically. I'm like, Correct. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't that that kind of. It wasn't of, a mistake. It no. wasn't a fault. No, no, no. It was part of the piece that he was playing. Yeah. So, like a teacher on a blackboard, if they go like, <laughs> it was like a music. <laughs> it was like a music, really musical, useful that. And, and I mean, having heard the the backstory behind that of him he fretting or refretting his guitars because he wanted to have something right in the middle between stainless steel frets and nickel frets that, you know, is sturdy enough for a tour, but it's not as bright and brittle uh, as a, a stainless steel fret. Um, totally makes sense. And seeing that being applied a couple couple hours later, right in the show in a musical way, that was that was mind-blowing. And apart from that, he played he played his stuff on a, a John, John Schofield guitar. On a hollow body. On a hollow body. A jazz guitar. <laughs> And I wonder what John Schofield <laughs> thinks about that. If he thinks like, I've never seen anyone do something like that with my guitar. Or if he's just disgusted or if he loves it, I don't know. But uh, I loved it personally. Uh, we had Steve playing three single coil guitars with a very reduced gain level, very airy and, 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 and mellow and lush tone, uh, which is, you know, he wasn't 
too known for that, basically. I mean, he's usually, you know, with his Evo pickups, he's usually, you know, having quite a significant thick, yeah. thick and, and gamey tone. Uh, but, you know, the more he matures, maybe he discovers, you know, other territories as well and also has, has uh, slightly different tonal preferences. And uh, that was that was interesting to see. And uh, for me, I think it was a fourth concert. I'm always amazed whenever you meet him that everyone on, in his team is so, um, yeah, just so heartwarming. So they, they are welcoming. They, they take time, you know, everyone usually on tour, everyone is, is, is stressed. And uh, but wasn't the case. They they were completely completely there they were you know they were interested they were actually interested in all of us right yeah welcoming and, and really yeah. good-minded good-hearted yeah positive people yeah that's beautiful and that felt like like being back like in the family and, and seeing them and i remember vividly last time in when he was playing nuremberg that was Löwenzahl, a larger venue a couple of years ago like four, six seven seven years ago maybe uh i delivered a a replacement neck for his peer uh, because Thomas needed for the to or the gem. Oh, uh, for the for the gem, yeah, for the for the uh, for the white one. I think it was Evo at that time, and uh, and Thomas like switched the neck on the spot. And and since Steve had time, because they obviously couldn't sound check so he was going through vintage um, Ivanis books with me, discussing. <laughs> oh, that was a cool model back in the seventies, and oh, you remember that in the eighties? Yeah, that was cool. That was right before the the gem got released. I mean, this is just stuff you never forget, and. Uh, yeah it's just in line every time you, you you meet him you you meet the crew they're amazing and that's that's there's the musical side of things and there's this other side of things and this kind of makes up turns a moment into a moment moment for me personally yeah it was my 20th steve Vai concert <laughs> and it took 19 concerts so the 20th would be the most special my concert ever because when I woke up yesterday morning, I didn't even think that 10% of what happened would happen. And I was allowed to spend like 30, 40 minutes with him after a sound check. And I thought, well, okay, there's in his dressing room, there's going to be people, you know, it's going to be busy. And, but it was just him and me. And we had a very, very wonderful talk about, you know, my situation right now. And he immediately had this very inspiring wisdom. Like we talked about the power of how your thoughts contribute to your life and how they, how the power of your mind is so important and about meditation, about the way of thinking, how it can literally change your life. And it's always like, like what I say, there's always a good in every bad and it's the yin yang. And we talked a lot about that, which was very inspiring and beautiful. And then I sent him to dinner because I said, I don't want to like, listen, dinner's up. Don't you want to eat something before the show? <laughs> so I sent him to dinner. He and took then, him to dinner, so yeah, he, I, so he walked to the, the room I know. with him. He was like, can you show me where? I'm like, yeah, sure. So we walked to dinner. And I didn't want to bother. So I went outside and ate one of these. Did you have these pizza slices? Did you have one? No. no we actually ate at the place because everyone of the band we like... We food. We had food, yeah. You did? Yeah. 
I didn't want to bother. Well, we were with Dave Weiner, and he and he sat down and ate. And of course, you had to go somewhere, and I sat there. And then, very politely, and obviously, Dave says, "Oh, would you like some food?" And then I went, "Oh, I could take a little bit." Chicken, right? Yeah, chicken and rice. And um, not chicken and corn. Not chicken. <laughs> chicken <laughs> and rice. And then before you came back, uh, I was like, it, could, it needs a little bit of salt. And then Steve, Steve was eating the same thing, and he had the salt shaker. And I said, "Excuse me, could you pass the salt to Steve?" By he went, "There you go." I said, "Thank you very much." <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even tell me about that. No, because it was too weird. And I, Why I, is it weird? Honestly, I mean, the, the guy is a genius, but he's just. He's I know he's like a normal guy, else. and he's one of the most normal and loving people I've yes. ever met. You know, been in the presence of, and but it's just I find that immensely funny yeah. uh, because of the opportunity I had. Like, I I could have completely fanboyed that, and I know there are some people who would fanboy and have all these questions, and I have all these questions for him now because now I'm a fan. But at that point, I was just like, okay, that's Steve Vai, a thing that I know. And I thought it would be funny to ask Steve Vai to pass the salt. And that's the only thing I said to him okay. at that point, free show. Because I didn't, I wanted to be authentic. I, I could have pushed for an interview chat with him. And especially mm-hmm. with you being there, I thought I could have just said, do you mind if I just come in and you know say hello on the camera and have a five-second something? But that would have been Andy, the person who didn't appreciate his music, trying to get something out of that whole experience business-wise or you know something (laughs) and that feels inauthentic and completely against everything that I believe in and now having seen the show now I believe that I deserve the rights as a fan and appreciator of what he did to be excited about that and to take it to take the same thing but to feel good about taking it you know or sharing it Mm -hmm. Yeah. Except for the salt, I took that. <laughs> <laughs> and we had a second Vi moment. Remember when we interviewed Dave Wiener? We were sitting on a road case outside and uh, the backstage area was right next door and there was a window open. And at some point I, I was I was looking at Dave and all of a sudden you started laughing so hard. Because there was a window out into this um <laughs> end of this alley and I could see um so I could see this. Steve Vi's head come through the window, go <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I saw. Again, so surreal, so funny to me because it's it's yeah. I don't know, it's so weirdly funny and beautiful. I love that stuff. Yeah. And we shot a great uh, interview with Dave Weiner. I mean, that was one of the most exciting, most interesting, most intriguing, most enthusing episodes we had because you know, he's a he's a character. He's got a strong opinion, but he's also Almost similarly at a like wise wizard kind mm. of level, you yeah, know? it was really wizardy wise, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that was a kind of a nice follow up to the previous show where he, you know, dropped so much knowledge and so many great advice. And um, yeah, we'll I don't know when we we're going to to post that, but probably during summer or we'll, um, yeah, at some point, yeah. The next time one of us gets ill or, <laughs> <laughs> or just can't be bothered, yeah. <laughs> What happened? I'm so getting, what's, I'm what's getting the, very comfortable. What's the, what's the absolute favorite moment of last night's concert? Like, well, it has to be the the, the, num- the, the, the baby. No, not the salt. Well, the fun fun answer: salt. Steve, I can you pass the salt? You can only have one answer on this. Okay. Well, I'll buy Bower and burn the whole thing. Now it has to be the baby moment. I don't know what the song was, uh, but maybe I was hoping someone could help me out. 
but when this baby was in utero and then came out also um if i may look into this deeper than is necessary the nirvana album in utero which is the baby being in the womb for me that was the moment that i got vi and there was a baby in utero from the band nirvana that i was into and then there's steve vi converting me into a steve vi fan and making me cry with a video about in utero and i'm like this this is just too much so that that's the moment yeah what was your top notch moment I'm really struggling to not pick a musical moment because the musical performance itself was great. Um, it always is. Always is, yeah. yeah. But to me personally, because it touched me, was like at the very end, we have a couple of guys from, from our team come over as well and basically were just waiting uh, for him to sign a guitar. One of our Q QC guys, Oli, shout out to him. And basically then Steve approached all of us and he was asking how you're doing, how's everything, how's the minor crew and we're chatting about how his guitars are doing and a couple of new projects that, that he's working on with, with the guys in Japan and that was just something I felt he's interested, like he's right there, you know, he could be everywhere with his, with Swartz, with his mind uh, he could be with his family but he was like dedicated to the actual moment he was interested in the people and that kind of and he cares, Yeah, he's, he sees you you know, he, yeah. that's what he said at the very end. He said, goodbye, I see you. And that's absolutely what I felt like he's seeing every, basically every one of his fans. And um, yeah, we, we talked about his social media team. They are great as well. It's just like you can feel that the whole Vi family, and I'm, I'm not making that up to just, you know, babble. It's just really something that you feel the whole Vi family, like the whole team, the whole band, they all share the same spirit. And, and we talked about it earlier on, even his like social media team, they are super polite. If they have co content they, that they want to share or that they like, they actually talk to you and ask you for permission to use stuff instead of just robbing that stuff like like, yeah, like how, how, shit, how i'll just post how everyone does yeah. it you know you know i'm a big i'm the big i'm the artist that's here can i you know the, or I, I, that's my instrument can i show it? but yeah. it, you know and, and this is these are the subtleties that i appreciate sometimes more than you know the big gestures that are not worth you know a single yeah. word that's that's been said and uh, yeah to me i think that was my favorite moment because it was I know it was a favorite moment for my team, for a lot of people in my team as well. Yeah, because Steve so. is just a humble, very respectful person. And he's not complaining. He carries the right mindset. And if there's one person that inspires me to become a better person, it's Steve. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Favorite moment, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> okay, my favorite moment was actually the moment when I wanted to leave the concert because... I was so proud of my parking spot. It was right there. And I'm like, ooh, I never parked so close to the venue. This is great because all the times I've been to that venue, you I've sent played. me a photo. I could probably show this. <laughs> I always just played there with vans. So I didn't know how to drive there with my own car. And I found this awesome spot. And I, I parked there. And when I wanted to leave, um, I don't know if people can see yeah, that. That's, but... that's James' white car in the middle with a traffic cone behind it. Yeah. And then this big dark thing is the tour bus. Yeah, so I, I, I said goodbye to everybody. I said, bye, see you next time. Safe travels, everybody. Thank you for everything. And I left the venue and found out that I was blocked by the tour bus. <laughs> so I, I couldn't leave. I'm like, there's no way that I get out of this spot now. And then immediately I thought, oh, my God. What am I going to do if bus call is like 5 or 6 a.m. in the morning? I'm going to sleep in my car or it's like, 
So I went back inside. Everybody was like, what are you doing again here? I'm like, yeah, can't leave. When's bus call? And luckily, it, I mean, well, it was one o'clock. So 1 a.m. in the morning was bus call. So I was like, okay, there's another two hours. All right. And thanks. Thank you so much, bus driver of the tour bus. You blocked my car. I couldn't leave. And that's why I was the luckiest, luckiest little happy Jen Jen spending probably an hour and a half with Steve, his wife, and his wonderful kids in the dressing room just chatting. So thank you, dear bus driver, for blocking my car. That was my favorite moment. <laughs> Nothing to it. Yeah, it was all a, no. all a great experience. I, no. I know we're all together, and in the same rooms, so this, this show has a certain energy to it that would be here anyway. Yep. But there is it is nice to experience something with friends yeah. and, then, and then be able to share it with more friends. Well, sorry. Um, yeah, but that's what I'm trying to get across. You know, if you're new to the show, by the way, hello. Um, welcome, come back again. But if you're not new and you hang around like so many of you always do, it is so nice to be able to share this, at least the energy with you that I feel re-energized and a new Andy. Should we move on to some questions for Jen? Yeah, so no, no pressure, but there's some questions in the chat to you. Um, I'm trying to get them back. Here we go. I love it all. That's the username. Jen, oh. you've always had very... <laughs> I'm like, what is that? What is I, love that? I love it all. Um, <laughs> Jen, you've always had very expressive and wild outfits over the years, accessories and hairstyle the same. Where do you get the inspiration from? I just don't want to look boring. <laughs> Honestly, and with like this jacket, for example, I mean, probably some of you have seen that on stage. This is one of my favorite stage jackets. And I just got Stinks. it back. No, actually, somebody washed it before they shipped it. <laughs> so this is one of my favorites. And I found it in, in, I think it was Brisbane in Australia. And, you know, when you travel the world, this is not only a piece of cloth. This carries a lot of memories with mm -hmm. me connected to the place where I bought it, that tour, a lot of good positive things and I, I love it and hair well I guess I just woke up in a bad mood or something and said I'm gonna shave my head no I don't know but any of you who want to do a mohawk you'd be damn sure to do that because growing it out is tough and other than that I don't know do I have anything like extraordinarily outrageous styles i don't know yeah, i just jewelry right well i have a jewelry collection which is little guitars yeah. and some it's made hmm. by the company rockies and but other than that i just you know if i may may i of course thanks i think it's your personality that amplifies your image and then your image feeds back into that personality so i think it's all one i think you can't I think I, I understand. Exhausting. <laughs> I understand so exhausting. The, the question, but I think if you put your look on someone else, you wouldn't get the no. same no. Uh, look just because there's the energy that you have as a person that goes into that look as well. That's yep. and it's it's, it's, a, it's a feedback put. loop. Very nicely put. Yeah. Same that I, I I'm sure you could wear pajamas and still be Jen. You know. Absolutely. You should see, oh, probably some of you in the chat, uh, you know, watching my vlogs I put out every, oh, by the way, Steve Vai concert vlog this Saturday on my YouTube channel, just saying. Um, but if you are familiar with my YouTube work, work, 
you know, the funny dorky videos that I put out there. I wear a lot of, like, in those videos, I wear those donut unicorn pajamas. Mm -hmm. I love them. <laughs> right? You had swirl pants early on, right? Did you change? Yesterday. That was yesterday then. I know. Steve, I was like... Wait. Mind-blowing, but that was yesterday. You didn't wear them today? No. no? I thought you changed, like, in, at the hotel. No. Okay, well. Okay. Did so, I? I don't no, know. I didn't. <laughs> so, so, at least, I mean... But I have swirl uh, tights. Over the course of the f last 48 hours, Jen, at some point, wore swirl pants, and they looked amazing. And that was yeah. another favorite moment of mine, when I was able to show Steve my, my Pia. Oh, yeah. And he played it, and he was like, ooh, feels nice, and that was... There's a nice segue that I put the phone down to say we should, you know, move on to the guitar. The guitar. The guitar. So, uh, before we do, uh, um, I came out of the show. We we're waiting backstage, creeping around like two weirdos. Back. <laughs> uh, where are they? There where they are. are they? Yeah. Uh, um, and I said to Dan, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but somehow I need to get my hands on either a peer or a gem. Yep. Just from seeing Steve do the the whammy bar thing just that i need an athletic guitar yeah. and i have something to aim towards now that i believe requires an instrument of that of that caliber yeah and i said you know i gotta i get really gotta think about it but you know at the end of the day i agreed that uh, he's getting poos pia <laughs> sorry poo i got your pia <laughs> i ain't got your pia <laughs> jen you have a pia you have very uh, nice one. peers. I have two. But this is one of the peers because this is one of. Yes. So we had Dave Bonvillon. Bonvillon, sorry. Bonvillon. Bon yeah. He did a fantastic. He was on the show recently. If you saw the Dave Bonvillon bon um, show where we talked about peers and, and dipping stuff, and this is one of them. It's Jen's. Give us a story, Jen. The story is he approached me and offered, like, we talked about it and. And Dave, he has this typical style of like doing these little shock. How do they call them? Like these little. The bubbles kind of thing? Not the bubbles, no. but the opposite. Like the little. The peacock style. Peacock style. I, I call it one? like the peacock. I, I okay. call it that way. Okay. It's like the peacock. You know that Majora is Thai and means peacock, right? No, I did not know. That's, my name means peacock in Thai. Right. Anyway, so I was like, well, I want more like a spacey galaxy bubble look. And he was like, uh, 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 uh. And I just fully trusted him. This is the first guitar. This used to be a white Pia. And I fully just trusted him. Took all the parts out, everything. Um, and had the neck and the body and shipped it to him. And I swear, when he, when he shipped it back to me and I received it, I was like this. I was so nervous. And I looked at it and I, this is the most beautiful paint job I have seen in a long, long time because all the neon parts you can see here, they're moving straight down to here are glowing in black light. And this guitar is just phenomenally awesome. The first, it's a clear pickguard. There is a pickguard here, but it's clear see-through. And the first pickguard he shipped me was broken. Like this little tip, it was broken. And I was like, I can, maybe I can glue fix it somehow. But then I was scared if I add some glue underneath it. First of all, how does it look? Second, does it harm the, the finish? And Dave, he was like, no, 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 no. I'll, I'll send you another one. <laughs> you have to have a 
like you know this has to be perfect because he has very very high demands on his work and everything so i was like thank you so much sir and um yeah i just really and i put this guitar together this is the first guitar i had all the single parts in a plastic like i called it <laughs> like a ghetto bag and i threw everything in that ghetto bag and i'm like okay this is all the stuff that needs to be in this guitar and i made it happen i'm very proud of myself especially the moment when i plugged it in you know like seeing okay does it work did i wire everything right oh i'm not a guitar tech i i know a little bit but you know it's like okay this goes here this little wire goes there and now after accomplishing this i'm very proud and i'm more confident that i might build a guitar one day who knows and this guitar is definitely the most special one because I don't know if you can see it. It's too far away. But Steve signed it. There it is. I'm very, 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 very. This is my first Steve Vai signature. Man, it's, I just had definitely one of the best <laughs> days of my life yesterday. And I'm not ashamed to be a super fangirl. I am because be. I told him, like, his music, since I was a child, means so, so much to me and influenced me and made me become that musician that I am today. And I told him that and he, he was looking at me and he's like almost crying. He's like, oh, gave me a hug. And I'm like, it's true. And so yesterday was just mind blowing. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah. You know what? This guitar should have some sort of LEDs underneath the, uh, the acrylic yeah. scratch plate, right? Mad header? Why do you say that? Now I am thinking about this. Bon Villain said that to me. He said that to you about this beer? No, about my AZ. And he was ah. like, he was like, I need some. And, and you know, Dave knows shit. You know, he's easy. His style he's, advice is he's cool. He's so great, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, you could even have it, like, is it, is it push-pull? You can have it change color when it, when it push-pull. <laughs> <laughs> now you might make it think about that. Yeah. No, but really, I'm, I'm so hoping for the... PF 35th anniversary to really materialize because uh, this will be this will make that art form available so keep fingers crossed that they'll do it and see who'll prove it so for all who don't know like the PIA is like the new Vi model right it came correct. out in 2020 correct at NAM. at NAM. three so limited colors what happens to the uh, to the jam family now what what happens with those guitars I think they're still alive and well um, I mean th uh, throughout the pandemic there was a you know there was a bottleneck in terms of production so there were not too many new models but um, the gem is still available as a, a premium version a white one mm -hmm. so it's alive and well and i think these models just peacefully coexist because they are both part of vice legacy and um you know people still love their gems i mean you know it's, it's such an I iconic design too, yeah <laughs> and i think the pia is just you know we, we talked about the pia at length okay. it's just like uh his guitar kind of evolving over time and personally for me and it's just my personal opinion also kind of maturing in a way that is now even more artsy yeah. but also in a different way you know it's it's still a workhorse it's still a tool but you know it it kind of became the quintessential vi guitar even more than you know the monkey group because the monkey group was basically the idea behind the monkey group was to have some some sort of um 
differentiation you know some some and something Paul was with your guitar like yeah this. no it was really too because the RG was such an iconic design and his his signature gem they wanted to have something that would be so ridiculous that no other manufacturer would even yeah. th- dare to think about copying it yeah. you know and that monkey grip and the lion's claw you know you can really tell from from how from the names and, and you know how <laughs> ridiculous that was and at that point it probably was almost like a joke but in a serious way because the the actual functionality of those um, of, of the monkey grip and also lion's claw is without doubt, but you know how they called it and and and, and how how bold they were to kind of release a model with a handle. It's still it's still mind blowing. Like a purse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he, he didn't dare, and you know we've seen so many iterations of this with uh, with others like Herman League doing also his Egyptian models, uh, the kung fu grip he called that. I don't know uh, what uh, he called it, but he had like here like yeah, little figure yeah, grips. Yeah. Yeah, and and Dave 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 Bonvillain, he has his own um, body design. I think he's selling these as well, uh, and he has a similar approach. But I think the the grip for his hand is in a different spot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just I don't know. This this is ridiculously cool. And and going full circle, I think the gem will be there and will forever be there. But at the moment, Pia, it's the name of his wife. It's also because three, you know, Pia three seven six one. So basically, um, July third. 1961 so that's beautiful to to know about as well um so it's, it basically symbolizes what steve is nowadays and the gem is part of the history and the part of the happiness and via legacy and will never go away but this is now where he is at basically you know this is what what steve I is about today you know with all the intricate details and everything tell us a little bit more about i mean you probably told about this guitar like so much but what makes floyd's in guitars in steve Vai guitars so special because honestly like i love that i can go on stage i don't know if the camera captures this and i can push down my can you see that actually bloop, bloop, bloop. so literally i'm they could hear it yeah, some asmr just... guitarist asmr but then i let go of the whammy bar and everything is in tune there are some guitarists that are not staying in tune, just saying, but this one is always in tune. I mean, that's Ibanez has had a couple of various designs of, of tremolos, and this is now they went back to the original edge, and I think up to this day, the low pro edge, which is like a similar construction, but with a lower profile, so it doesn't get you in the way, and the original edge still kind of stood the test of time because they are, the construction is simple yet effective, um, and they are just rock solid. And even after, like, if you own a a, a gem Loch Ness Green from '87, it could always still work. You know, there's nothing wrong about the edge, even if you play it for 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 months and months and months. And I think this is just something that has kind of, yeah, like I said, kind of stood the test of time. And we've seen other tremolos, you know, that were also great, like colors and and you know different Floyd Rose variants. But I think the original edge there was just something that was right about that. And uh, you know, going back again to 87, having a, a gem and also the, the RG as a standard model with all those designs, to me, still make it very special because right from the get-go, they got everything right. To me, it's yeah. the, the, the RG or the gem is basically what the, not the telly, but maybe the, the, the Strat was back in the back in the 50s. It was just a guitar that was so well thought out that there was mm-hmm. not much you could improve. But this is like the... If you if you compare the Strat to the to the Gem or to the RG, so it's like the vintagey old school fifties kind of idea, and then it's the eighties shreddy kind of idea, and this is just something 
and it's iconic. And it's yeah, iconic. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And well, I think like honestly, even if it's it's, I don't know why this hasn't happened like earlier, but this one is the best invention <laughs> ever. We need like, analog guitars. It's so absolutely. good. Yeah. It's so easy, but so good. How many times was I there and I'm like, oh, let me quickly fix something. Damn it. And it was screwed. But this one is magnetic. So this is just hilarious. There's a little the signature. Dave's signature. Oh, yeah. You so didn't can, see it, right? You can have a look. I haven't seen that. There it is. 2021. Yeah. yeah. Dave from Dylan. Oh, yeah. He signed it. Nice. He's, he's keeping track Cheers, of, of... Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I think Dave's keeping track of all of his creations. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So his babies. I think he's in the podcast. And I don't he's know if a... I mentioned it before. I'm just so proud. Steve <laughs> signed my. <laughs> I think in the podcast, Steve said, uh, David said uh, he doesn't have kids, so this is kind of his legacy. That's yeah. why he passes on. These are his babies, and uh, you know, making other artists and, and other people happy that he resonates with is just something that he that he's up to, and, and kind of what what he sees his job is on, on yeah, the planet Earth. Yeah. yeah. So. We have a, a practical question from Poo Ninja. Um, and that is, Jen, how do you safely bring a guitar to the show because he wants to get his junior signed? Oh, you mean how did I bring this one safely? You won't be so disappointed by my answer. <laughs> <laughs> I just took a very uh, uh, affordable, soft gig bag thing. And... Um, all I do is I carry this guitar with me no matter what I do. Even if I go to the restroom, I'll take this guitar with me. Or somebody I trust, I have him or her watch that guitar. But I never, ever put her somewhere and leave her. Yeah. The one moment that she was not with me was when actually I wanted to... I, some friends were there as well. Like Those were there too, but other people. And they asked me, hey, do you have a Pia there? Can I see it? And I said, yeah, sure. So I had it at the monitor area on stage and it was not there anymore. I swear, my heart, it was gone. And I'm like, oh, no. So my friend Danny, who does monitor for, for the whole Vitor, I look at him. I'm like, where is the guitar? He's like, oh, it's in Steve's dressing room already. <laughs> Could be worse. So, yeah. So that was the only moment where she wasn't with me, but. You know yeah, what was interesting? I just I just don't let go of those guitars that I love so much. I just carry yeah. them with me no matter where I go. Never leave them in the cars, right? No. But what was interesting, I don't know if you saw that, but actually Steve was carrying his guitars in gig bags. There were yeah. no hard cases. That was that kind of blew my mind because like for for several years now when we have shows like guitar summon and everything, we always go with gig bags and just, you know, put the guitars carefully in in wooden boxes and then put them in in trucks previously to you know with bands and and how we would do you know travel with hundreds of, of hard cases which you know it's, it's so much volume you can you can't handle that and that was kind of interesting to see that now team Vi is also using gig bags instead of hard cases and they still do a good job you know obviously reunion blues and and uh, mono and also the the, the ibanez stuff um they serve serve them so well um and i like that because i hate hard cases me I too. really love gigbags. No, I use a, a Tolman safe case. It just, yeah. it was a natural progression because I had the guitars in the hard cases and it was just not practical. Yeah. No, it's horrible. Yeah. I have students that like young up and coming players, like seven, eight, nine years old, and their parents buy them like a cool guitar. And then I see these poor kids 
like this because they have this giant case and they hardly can carry it. And I'm like, why do you do that to your kid? Just, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm a total geek back person. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's just practical. Yeah. Uh, who has a, a follow-up question? Um, if he brings it with him, should he call ahead and make sure security won't hassle him? In my opinion, uh, he wants to get his time. Who, yeah, yeah. you can't. It's a case by case situation. You could get stopped, I guess. They do search bags, of course, at venues. I think the the issue is that that uh, Vi ha is having the Vi experience. So before the show, it might be hard to get that signed because they, they you know they are selling tickets to attend to sound check and you know to talk to him and get stuff signed. Mm. But you know, as we got to know Steve, maybe after the show, if you wait, you know, at the at the, uh, the bus backstage somewhere. area somewhere. I'm pretty sure that when when he gets out, he will he will sign stuff. But you know, uh, yeah. bus call is going to be a one now. You know, yeah. <laughs> You'll see Gemma Jura's car right next to the coach. Yeah, <laughs> being blocked. They're, they're oh, playing, I'm blocked they're, again, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> what a coincidence! <laughs> they're playing Linz tonight. Yeah. yeah, so they're in Austria, half an hour from my house, whilst I'm all the way over here in Germany. <laughs> but you're here with Dan and me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I will just second what Dan said. I've never seen an artist be so genuine and so good at that post-show meeting the fans thing. It was all genuine. It was all, you know, he, he went away, he came back, he went away. You know, more people wanted to, to meet him and he had time for everybody. So Pooh and anybody else that needs that information, do it after the show. Poor mm -hmm. Steve, it's going to be like 3,000 people. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, you get to it's, it's never guaranteed. That's why they are selling the experience. So if you want to guarantee, you know, buy yes. that damn ticket, support by, you know, they are, they are having a big crew there on tour. So if you want to get the full shot with, the sh you know, I mean, the soundtrack was pretty intriguing as well to see. Soundtrack was, he was doing, very yeah. interesting to, yeah. to observe how this phenomenal musician is doing soundcheck and how he like interacts and communicates with his band yeah. members it was very very interesting and i believe you know like when you when you get the full experience and you he sits down he talks with his fans he answers questions mm -hmm. he takes a picture with everybody it's like it's it's phenomenal he's so humble and and down to earth it's what a fantastic guy honestly it was interesting to see him, uh, you know, deal with with in ears because on this tour, I think it's the first he's using in ears. In which, forty-two years. Yeah, so reducing the stage uh, sound or like the sound level on stage and also in the audience, that was interesting to see because then he had to adjust much more. He had to talk much more with the sound guy, you know, and he, this and that and what comes out of the, uh, you know, if you get in ears wrong, you get it really wrong. Yeah, correct. And you if you, even, I mean, you've got limiters, but even if the signal is is way too loud it's kind of disturbing it distracts you from the actual performance but it was interesting to see how is how a um renowned musician that has you know seen basically everything is kind of approaching something like in-ears which is never used before so i mean my first my first experience with in-ears was of course when i joined my last band and everything was in with in-ears and i never used in-ears and mm -hmm. it's it's so different. It's so isolating. When you have a good monitor guy who knows his craft and the monitor guy working for the band is like phenomenal, but still you, you feel like very isolated and you get, if you know what you want and what you need to hear, what's important and eliminate a little bit, what's not so important. Um, Bass. <laughs> what? I didn't say it. <laughs> you, I was, you thought it, right? Yeah. Damn. Um, then... <laughs> Then when you really have a good mix, it's fantastic. 
the only thing that might happen if your mix is too good, in my experience, is that you start playing like in a studio recording situation, which takes a little bit away from the life, yeah. the punch and the dirt. Because your signal in your ears is like, your audio is so perfect. You're like, ooh, this is mm. like in a studio recording situation. Mm. And yeah, I like, I'm just old school in rock and roll. I like the loudness, like the volume mm. on stage. I just like it. I think Dave said as well that he's lacking at some point. He's also using feel, yeah, uh, the feel, like the, because yeah. you can't fuck with physics. And, you know, the cones moving air, that's something that yeah. kind of has an influence on, on how you play. And like you just said, it's not a studio situation. You know, you've yeah. got a band right behind you. And, and I mean, we're, we're joking about the bass, but the drums and bass, Phil Bino, Jeremy Colson, they were amazing. And having such a rhythm section yeah. is, is a blessing for a, a guitarist, not just for Vi, but also for, for Dave as a rhythm guitar player. Yeah. So, yeah. I just decided <laughs> yesterday was one of the best days and I won't stop smiling now for eternity. <laughs> so every photo on Instagram now. <laughs> Let's look at the, the experience we had yesterday on a slightly different um, angle about if we learned, I, I learned something basically. And I'm, I learned a lot. Like there was just like, oh my God, so much information gone mm -hmm. in and not and into my soul and my heart as well as my, my music appreciation brain and also my musician's brain. Um, and as a musician, what I learned And I've only just realized what I learned, you know, to, to, to really process it was that, okay, Steve was such a gentleman and calm human being at every point, And therefore, so were his entire uh, family, uh, the, the, not just the actual family, but the whole team. Um, I learned that that must come also from being super prepared and rehearsed. And I know that I have a gig coming up, one of my first gigs coming up in, the, in, a, in, a, in a few weeks. And we are nowhere near prepared enough. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it is, I don't want to say just a covers band, but it is a band for fun. It's not anything like what we've just been talking about. But it is as important. And it is, you know, I'm going to be on the stage and uh, doing the thing that I love to do. So what I've just learned is that no matter how prepared I am, it's not about playing the right notes and performing. It's also about the fact that I need to enjoy the experience and be in the moment and and friendly and i'm worried that i might be like leave me alone i need to go on stage in two minutes <laughs> and I, i've now learned that that's the yeah. that's where i need to put the energy yeah dan did you did you learn something from the show that's i think what you just brought up is a is a big learning and um i always appreciate if if, if artists like my or, or tom quay is another another prime example are like that that they are kind of relax before the show because they enjoy it they know they 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 know every part they know they nail it they are in full control of what's going on and this leads me to what i learned and basically to me and this is an attribute that only few guitarists have but my admiration goes away from playing many 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 many, many notes that shreddy kind of thing or even noodling and i appreciate much more that a vocal style but also having or being under full control of, not the fretboard, but the guitar tone. And this is something, you know, a couple of players, Andy Timmons or Vi or Satriani have that, that they, whatever happens, you always think that they play the guitar and it's not the guitar or the string that's playing them. And, you know, the guitar is such a different uh, or also such a difficult instrument because, you know, you can easily make subtle mistakes and it's really comes down to how dampening the strings how you pick it the picking angle so there are so many variables in in that equation but with Vi, you always have the impression that he's 
100% in full control of what's going on, how he picks the string, how he frets the node, how he how he you know bends or the vibrato that he's he's doing, and this is something that blew my mind because I, I realized that this is probably the highest level of, uh, of, of of admiring the artist. Like this is the quintessential like owning the instrument, and this is what I what I like the most of of his performance, really like that. We talked about that uh, Joe Bonamassa moment a couple of years ago when he was in Frankfurt, and uh, I like Bonamassa the the guitar nerd more than the musician. And he, but he's a great musician. He's written amazing songs, um, Slow Gin and and so many others. But the the moment that that struck me the most was when he was playing in front of twenty thousand people in Frankfurt, and he was just plugged in in Les Paul to a Fender amp, and nobody in the band was playing. He was literally just playing, you know, accompanying himself, and that purity of tone and that control, also, that was something again back in the day that that I liked the best. And with Vi yesterday, it just blew my mind how how much you can own that guitar and how much you can be in control of it. That was my my takeaway from that. I would totally copy that. Okay. Absolutely, because one of the biggest compliments I've ever gotten—I mean, minus yesterday when he talked about my guitar playing—but um, I joined Free Kitchen one time on stage for one song and during soundcheck. And one of the things that Matthias said to me was, "Not hey, wow, you sound great. Hey, you play great. No, he said, wow, you really have good control over your instrument. And I admire that a lot, like how he's capable. I mean, Steve is capable of owning this entire instrument with every little screw that is anywhere. Yep. You know, this is impressive because that takes a lot of time with your instrument years and years of like experience and, and that's really something that i look up to a lot yeah jen could you tell us the story you told me earlier about the fact that steve has picks on this side <laughs> of the headstock um <laughs> yeah. so i just want to i know we're, we're goofing off with okay. steve vi here but I know, the point i want you to by telling this story is that steve vi is still learning and still tweaking i think he's what I admire it, uh, a lot is as well that he's open-minded and always trying to be innovative and always tries to like reinvent stuff, like open for anything new. And that's something cool. So I, when I was in his dressing room, it was just him and me. And I, I said, hey, can, can I ask you a question? <laughs> and, I, and he said, yeah, sure. So I went over. And looked at one of his guitars, and he has this. How do they call the? the is it just a pick holder? Pick holder, yeah. Nothing a, a special, a, fancy, attachable. No. Okay. That was available. So he has this pick holder right here, and his guitar picks are sticking out to the front, right? Like these spare guitar picks. So if you want to like have a spare guitar pick, you just take it and put it here into this little. And so he has a couple of those there, <laughs> and I asked him like, like, why do you put them there? And he said, why not? Um, and then I said, yeah, well, but if I play, this is my fret hand. This is my, my pick hand. Let's imagine I play and I drop my pick. I have to reach over to here from the front and pick that pick. What do you do when you just had shoulder surgery and you get up to here? You can't even reach that spot. And I said, 
And then he started kind of like talking to himself. Like he's like, yeah, I would have to reach, stop playing, reach to the guitar pick with my left hand, take my guitar pick with the, to the right hand. And then I would continue. I, mm. and then he was like, well, where should I put them? And I said, well, I use a little, I don't know if you can see that. I use a little, little tiny piece of gaff tape and I put it right here. And I attach my my guitar picks right here because that way they're closer to the fretting uh, to the to the pick hand. So if I drop any guitar pick, I play, drop, I go here. Free pick. And I, <laughs> and I continue playing. Pick of the week. So pick of the week. So that was a very interesting conversation I had with him. Do you want to keep it? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I love that story about Steve because it, it's still it's still cool. Firstly, that he's open to like, who are you to tell me, you know, this? Yeah. But also that he's so curious and the final percentage tweaks. You know, the first thing when I said like, I this is how I do it. I didn't go like you should. I said this is how I do it, and then he took took his guitar and he was like, can you see that hand? He was doing this like to check if there's enough space. And I, I can tell he was like seriously looking for if, if that would be a possibility. So that was kind of made my day as well. Oh man, so much made my day yesterday. Maybe we'll see that on the US tour, right? When they were, when they were hitting the road on the US tour, maybe they made some changes on his tour guitar. You never know. I swear, if that happens, oh my God. <laughs> so then you, have to, <laughs> then you have to be the almost opportunistic YouTuber and say, yeah. I taught Steve Vai where to put his picks. I would his never picks. say something like that. <laughs> <laughs> that was clicks guaranteed, right? I taught Steve Vai how to hold a pick. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, Sarang was said that um, the pick holder is made from a file binder. So you know you have some A4 pieces of paper and you have a piece of plastic that goes down the side to turn it into a book. They oh were, yeah, that's what those are made. They actually of. look. They, like those were like that. the probably the originals, but we sold these. Uh, what do you call it, the PH PH three or something? Pick holder or PH oh, six? PH three, oh, yeah, <laughs> pick holder, whatever. Uh, no, I think it was How called the PH six because it, it was able to hold <laughs> six picks, and they had been sold. So they had they were you know you can place them here and you know remove them as well. And but you can place them here. Yeah. Are they are they flexible? So you could put they, them they, here? yeah they were they were flexible. I think that might be a little bit the curve might be a little bit too hard, but here that would probably work. But we 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 talked with uh, with his guitar tech last night, and we said like Steve's fan base is so big, and he's got you know he's such a, a figure at the forefront of of innovation when it comes to guitar playing that him having a accessory company like let's call it, let's call it Vitech or something that releases such stuff like a, a magnetic kind of parts that you can put in the back of the back uh, of the of the tremolo cavity or you know the stuff where, where you can place the the um the slide. allen wrenches or the um the tape where you can place the uh the glass slide or something like that i think that would something that would be a, a business model i sure. totally could see that vitech vitech yeah well i don't know maybe we'll see it maybe i buy everything i'm a fangirl <laughs> well, we also made a video of his guitars from the night, and each one was slightly different. Each one was a tool. Um, we talked about it on the Ibanez, uh live stream earlier, but 
I loved the fact that how, how road-worn these guitars were, mm -hmm. and not in a relic way, not that I have an issue with, with relic guitars, but, um, and you, you touched on it, and it was how these poly finishes are genuinely worn down to the wood. <laughs> so thick, right? By a guitar player. <laughs> by a human. Human, yeah. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> well. Still not convinced. I mean, in the heart, yes, 100%, but <laughs> I'm not convinced a human yeah. can do that. And that was sexy. That took vintage to another level because this was not like vintage vintage. This was like uh, modern vintage, and it has vintage two point zero. Yeah, it has a, a <laughs> it has that, that 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 specific vibe of being an old guitar, but still being a modern guitar that's uh, very comfy and has all the bells and whistles that you would expect from a shreddy guitar. And uh, yeah, to me, it, I was I was completely you know drawn to that to to seeing those guitars that had been played for twenty plus years. And uh, they looked sexy. Have you played it a little bit? Actually, I got to play the, obviously, the AT-inspired model, the one with the three single calls, because to me it was the most intriguing one because he had Fat 50 pickups in there. And, you know, he's not a guy with... He's usually use, having guitars with tilted headstocks and not like the, the, the Fender kind of Strat-style headstock. But this guitar was pretty similar to the, to the Andy Timmons models, but had a, a, a monkey grip. And I was just intrigued to see him, you know, gravitating towards a more like Stratty AT100 kind of guitar. And then seeing this guitar being used for, like we just talked about, less gainy, more lush tones that he was he was looking for. That obviously the song called for uh, was was something that, that that completely blew my mind. And it was I was happy to be able to check out his guitar. You know. Um, I think it was I mean, built in LA Custom Shop. The guitar we talk about, what Dan is talking about, is that green one, which he plays in the video for, what's the name of the song? Kendall. Kendall something. People let me know. I'm Kendall, such a band. Kendall, Kendall Powell. 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 Yeah, Kendall and, Powell. And um, when he invented this joint shifting, and he played, that was the one thing I was like, you are playing this live. <laughs> that hurt, I mean, that if, hurt a little bit, right? Just watching him play right? that. And he played it perfectly. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> this was something. It's like his fingers are individual beings. Yeah. And he is the master of these yeah. things. Remember the scene from Doctor Strange where he grows like little hands on his fingers? Yeah. yeah. It's almost exactly like, like yeah. that. Right? It's like every finger has a life of its own. Yes. And he has like four different brains to control all these four fingers individually. And it's just fascinating. But he's not just controlling them, he's creating with them. And it's like layer yeah. upon layer of just mind-blowing. A, que a question I have, how many, um, what percentage-wise, Dan, guitarists to non-guitarists were in the audience last night, as, as a pure guess? I think the, the percentage of guitar players was pretty high. Um, I was pleased to see quite a few girls, because usually, you know, back in the day, if there was if there was a guy and there was a co accompanying girl, you could tell it's either the girlfriend or the wife. And they were like, after 50 minutes, when when is someone starting to sing? <laughs> <laughs> but this time it was great to see younger girls with Vice shirts or Yassi Hofer shirts or Dream Theater shirts or whatever to see those kind of... You could tell that these are girls that are really into guitar playing and they were there to see Steve. Uh, we met the one guy from from a guitar shop as well, and and I was assuming because he's working at the guitar department. I was like, oh, and, and you're you know accompanying your girl, uh, your your boyfriend when we were talking to his his girlfriend, and she was like, no, he's accompanying me because I'm a big Vi fan, and he's just the plus one That's basically. So cool. That's yeah, awesome. and, and seeing so many you know 
young young girls also being there in in, in you know f fan fangirling by and having their their time of their life at at the venue that was something that I really liked and I think the therefore the the amount of, of guitar players was probably very high like 80% maybe I'd say more more yeah. I go for 90 percentage yeah but that's not wrong at all because if 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 it's 90% guitar players if we have like 800 900 guitar players there and they all go home and they all buy a piano uh, no and they all <laughs> and they all start playing Vitunes and you know are more enthused about playing the guitar that's just great and um yeah I'm desperate to see also the the PR sales for this month <laughs> Because I could totally see stores actually selling more sure. gems and peers. Because for after six years, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so I, I, a little behind the scenes, I was listening to the new Vi album on the way to Germany, doing some cramming. You're welcome. <laughs> and, uh, oh. and uh, um, hey, Steve had a problem with the shoulder, not you. Yeah, because he was he was with Gem before the show. Now, we know why. <laughs> like, great, that's great. Sure, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was listening to the album and a few tracks grabbed me so Candle Power was one Greenish Blues was one mm -hmm. and Knapsack mm -hmm. yeah, um, Knapsack is fantastic but I did find myself zoning out a lot in the album and not again not getting it at this point pre-live show Vi um, and I of course as, as the YouTuber in me I had to justify going and, and the, the video what, what would be the video that comes from this if, mm -hmm. if I can only make one video and the thumbnail title was going to be people actually listen to this question mark because and i know that sounds Woo! horrid but that is that is the person i was okay yesterday okay Ooh. and now we've sat here quite comfortably and i've been <laughs> at least a third of the conversation telling you how much i love steve Vai. <laughs> and i am I'm not even disappointed that I can't write what I think is a great thumbnail text. Um, <laughs> a very enticing one. Uh, yeah. I am so happy that I can say something positive and that um, that I can say that I'm reinvigorated. Great. And um, You're really chasing the clicks, right? With the really am, yeah. yeah. Careful, no, but, shoulder. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> that was a, like... Yeah. It's still a bit too much. She's so strong, huh? It is. So, yeah, uh-huh. Monkey grip. Um, <laughs> monkey grip. There you go. So we're going to have to sign off soon because yeah. it's late. We've had long days and, and yeah. But Dan, when, when we started this show, when you asked me to, to do the Guitar Stories podcast with you, you said you wanted to make a show of positivity and spreading love and good things in the guitar community. Mm -hmm. I, I think this has to be our most positive episode yet. Very likely, yeah. yeah. So I hope that's come across in the stream and show if you're listening. Uh, I hope you feel some of the love that we we feel. And uh, yeah, thank you. Do you want to tell us about your new song that people can check out? Okay, I wrote a song, um, and it's co it's called Testicles. Um, and I had this idea that I wanna give people the opportunity to listen to that song without officially using platforms like iTunes or Google Play or Amazon Music. I don't even want to mention this. <clears throat> so um, I thought to myself, why not turn this into an interactive fun thing? Um, if you go to my Instagram or my Facebook or even my YouTube, there's a video where I explain the whole thing. 
and it is a little word search puzzle and you can still contribute and do this. I posted it like, I don't know, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. So all you have to do to listen to the song, it will not be on Google Play and all those platforms. Your only way to listen to that song is either have me as a friend and I play it for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part. Or you, s- you find the solution of 10 words in the word puzzle search. Okay. And you sent me an email. The email is in the description of the YouTube video and everywhere. And you sent me that email with your 10 words. And then I will personally write back to you and provide you the download link to my personal Dropbox folder with the song Testicles, a lyric sheet, and even a little artwork I did. I painted. it. Sweet. Yeah. That's a full package. Yeah. It's for free. But you know, it's not for free. Well, you have to solve You don't have to puzzle. pay money for it. You don't have, have to. to. You don't. Have, yeah. Well, you can also. Yeah. But I thought it was a fun thing. You know, yeah. if the world needs something, it's good vibes and vibes. Vibes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes. Let's wrap the episode. Um. Let's say thank you to our friend and fellow Vi fanatic. Saying that like I've been there all the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jura, um send all the love in the world this way towards that person right there, and she will send it back tenfold. I promise you that. Um, <laughs> at least, at least. least. Dan, would you ask people to please leave us a five star review? Yeah, five star rating on iTunes or Spotify, or just make sure to subscribe to Andy's channel, ring the bell, and make sure to check out his videos. Especially watch them until the end because then you're part of the how do you call that? The end of the video club. Yeah, and uh, that's that's pretty important. Like what that's is that? you have to watch the videos. Find yeah. So obviously, you know, she's revealing she's never watched a video until the end. Yeah, she just revealed it. She doesn't yeah, watch yeah, my stuff. Uh, well, if everybody says, "Well, okay, that's it," I'm like, "All right, all right, bye." <laughs> <laughs> I miss out. I feel like I miss yeah. out. Yeah, 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 definitely. Damn. You know what? You should. I, I was thinking about it the other day. You should do giveaways at the very end of the videos. Like small, tiny giveaways. So when people watch until the very end of the video, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. That'll be cool. Where's that pier? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're taking that home because that was here reserved for, for Pooh, but unfortunately, Sorry, Pooh. Andy's taking that. But anyways, make sure to subscribe to Jen's YouTube channel. Check out her latest episodes with Ola England um, tasting the world's greatest coffee. Um, also make sure to, you know, like and subscribe this very episode of the Guitar Stories podcast and hope to see you soon next week. Who's who's on the show next week? I have zero idea. Me too. But it will be episode 76. Looking forward to seeing all of you guys. And um, yeah, I think we'll call it a day. Thank you. I'm going to come towards the camera now because I've got to press the outro button. He's coming for you. He's like like Liam Neeson. (laughs) I'll find you.